Hello, family. Pastor George here, ready for another exciting episode of Set for Life. As you know, in stewardship, you have stewardship over four areas of your life. First, your time. Second is your talent, the skill. And then third is your temple, your body. And then fourth is in the area of treasure, your finances. We've been hitting finance, but right now we're going to your temple. And by the way, your health is your wealth. And with us today, I have someone I'm excited to sit down and talk to. I've gone to his studio several times, and I've talked to him, and I want to share with you today many things that I've learned from him. And also, by the way, can you guys just give a hand to Dr. Brooks? Dr. Brooks, how you doing? Amazing, George. How are you, man? Good. I'm so excited about us getting into this and us talking about health and also some things that you can do to get to the next level in your health. So first of all, Dr. Brooks, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll be 67 in two months. Stop. Now, you guys, you guys thought he was in his 40s, didn't you? All right. All right. He doesn't look like that and doing it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but uh, I uh, I was on the fire department, LA City Fire Department, for 32 years. I've been retired for 12 years this month, as a matter of fact. March 2nd, 2010, I left. And uh, I own a Roots Nutrition and Fitness Studio in Inglewood, California, and my whole passion is to bring health to the country, right. to the world. <laughs> right. And he, and he does. And it's just great to sit down and actually talk to him. So, hey, let's just get right into it. Can you just tell me, what's your definition? What do you think health is? You know what? My, my, my definition of health is simple. I tell people that your health is a demonstration of the fuel that you consume and your body's response to that fuel. But when I say fuel, I mean what you eat, what you drink, what you breathe in, what you put on the skin. And what you think, feel, and believe. Wow. Let's yes. Break, let's break that down one more time. You said so again. What you, you eat, eat, what you drink, eat. what you breathe in, what you put on your skin, and what you think, feel, and believe. That's we don't true. think our thoughts are fuel. That's true. That's true, though. That, it is. So we know what you eat and drink, you know, affects your health. But we don't think about what we think, feel, and believe affects our health. And so... We found that out, though, a little bit during the pandemic. Yes, we found we that out because we found out with mental health about, you know, with wearing masks. We found out with just different things, being at home, being isolated. We saw certain things in that area. Oh, absolutely. But, but, you, but you saw that now it's, it's mental health. So we didn't even be able to cover that today. But then also, but it's a lot what you eat and what you drink, I think, a lot. Yeah, and we so, get that. And, and I always tell people the two pillars of chemistry are acid and alkaline. Right. Of course, acid, George, if I threw it in your face, it would burn. Right. So acid is caustic, it's abrasive, it's harsh, it burns. It's inflammatory. You hear the word inflammation. Right. Oh. But alkaline is the opposite. Alkaline is cooling, it's soothing, it's moisturizing. It hydrates, but it puts the fire of inflammation out. But in chemistry, it takes four parts alkaline just to neutralize one part acid. And most people eat more acidic foods or more acidic drinks, and they'll never catch up. Because we don't eat enough alkaline foods and fluids. And when we do that, we can bring our health in a, in a short period of time. Just turn it around. Gotcha. Okay, two, two questions. So first of all, it, should people drink alkaline water? Alkaline water is good. You don't have to be locked into that. Right. You could drink distilled water or at least purified water. But if you can get the alkaline water, you can do it. But the thing is, I don't know people that drink alkaline water and eat all, eat all these acid foods and fluids. Right. So they're going to counter everything. It's like stepping on the gas is a good thing, right? It's moving right. your head. But right. if you step on the brake at the same time, you ain't you've going got a problem. You, you won't move ahead. So what are some foods that would be um, alkaline, foods that have alkaline in them? I'm going to keep this simple for you, George. That's right. 
All raw fruits and vegetables. Okay. Think about it. Raw fruits and vegetables are alkaline, and they're water content food. The only water content food on the planet are raw fruits and vegetables. Everything else actually takes water out of the body. So if you think of the body as 72% water, Right. In other words, think of it like this. It's 30 feet between your mouth and your anus. And your right. intestinal tract's job is to extract the nutrition out of the food you eat, right? right? So if we take a juice extractor and you put it in raw fruits and vegetables, you would easily extract fluids or the juice and the fiber would come out. Right. But if you took a second juice extractor and put it in bread and pasta and macaroni and cheese and pizza, and <laughs> blah, 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 you're going to suck all the water out of it. You're going to clog it up. You're going to create constipation in the body. Oh, so that's what the problem is. The people are people are constipated. We're gluing ourselves shut. You know, I wrote a book called Body Intelligence, but I actually started to call it the Constipation Proclamation. <laughs> okay, I know that. <laughs> that's good. Gotcha. Because we constipate the body, but it don't relegate constipation to the colon. I talk about constipation on a cellular level. In other words, if your brain cells get constipated, we can call it Alzheimer's, memory loss, mini stroke, major stroke, or aneurysm. Right. You can constipate your heart, which is the number one killer in the country. We can call it a heart attack, congestive heart failure, or pericardial tamponade. Right. But you can constipate your lungs. We'll call it asthma, bronchitis, eczema, tuberculosis, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Constipate your kidneys, nephritis, your bladder, cystitis. Constipate your joints. We'll call it arthritis. Right. We're just we're just constipating the body on a cellular level, and we'll stick a name on it depending on where it's located in the body, and think we have a problem when all we have to do is unconstipate the body. Right. He threw those off so fast, but I'm going to kind of bring it back. <laughs> okay. So if somebody has an ailment, yeah. they should go back to eating raw food, and, and they should or or not go back to start eating raw. Yes, raw because think about it, jurors. We came out of the earth. You have to remain in the earth and partake of the earth in order to live. Right. Where did we come from? You know, I, you know, I worked with uh, AC Greens as basketball camp for yeah. two years, and you know, I was telling the kids, you can't run up and down the court on flaming Cheetos. <laughs> flaming, no, flaming hot Cheetos. They, 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 well, they, yeah, they, right. It's like, <laughs> But you can tell that is it because because everybody put that stuff ever in water. You just see how it just oh absolutely. <laughs> but but there's but see most people eat for flavor and taste or to feed their bellies. Right. They don't need to feed a hundred trillion cells. Most people don't realize just because you put something in your mouth, it doesn't mean it gets to your cells. Most people's digestion is poor, and digestion is everything. Right. You know, believe it or not, digestion takes more energy than any other physiological process. Right. And we all witness that on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes. You know, we pass out at halftime and wake up and say, who won the game? <laughs> right, you know, we right. call it the itis. Right, right, right. But that's, no, that's, 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 a, that's a great point. Because you said people eat, I'm going to make sure I get this right, for flavor and taste. Yes, or to so feed their belly. Or to feed, uh, right, to fill their belly instead of eating. For nutrition, yeah, for the eating, cells, for eating life. Parts. For you, know, you know what's so interesting is, I, I think I told you this when I went there, is that, uh, when I went to your, when I went to your studio, when I went to your fitness studio, is that when I used to play collegiately and then I was playing on the U.S. team, when I was playing volleyball, I just was in very good shape. I, I wore a weight vest, I just worked out all the time. Right. And I hadn't seen anybody in better shape than me at that time. I just hadn't, you know, I was 21, just wore a weight vest, played beach volleyball for hours a day. I walk into the Olympic training center, there's a guy sitting down. When we, the whole team walks by him, and I look at him. You know what his arms look like? You know like how you see cable? You always see cable? Right. His arms look like cable. <laughs> like both arms. And I walk by him, and then I stop, 
turn back around from the, you know, everybody in priority. You know, all the different schools, everybody, UCLA, you know, Pepperdine, Penn State, you know, different schools. And then I come back over to him and I sit down. I push my tray down and I said, you mind if I sit down? He's like, you looks like you're already sitting down. <laughs> Ask him what sport he played. He says, he started telling me team handball. And I said, Hey man, I was just kind of looking at your arms and your pains and everything. Uh, do you do any particular workout or do you have any particular diet? He looked, he's eating and he was just eating like what you said. Vegetables was all set out on the, on the tray. He said, I don't put anything in my body unless it's good for me. I love it. No, he said that I just, it just sank in. How so, I mean, was that? Go, right. I did that after I left because I just wanted to see what would happen. You know what I mean? Right. I did that for the following year. I could see better. I, you already know I could play better. I could run better. I could do better. But I was like, my body is like, food was like fuel. You know, like in doing. Yes. So it was almost like a transformation. So what are some things people could do transformationally, just eating wise, that could help them? You 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 have to eat more raw fruits and vegetables. There's no getting around it. You know, I tell people that you know your body adapts to what you demand of it, specifically right. to what you demand of it. So if you put in more acidic foods, your body's going to try to adapt to that acidity. Right. But the way to adapt is by giving you signs and symptoms, which we call disease. Right. It's disease. You know what? Let me let me say what disease is, and then maybe we can understand it. Right. I tell people my mobile body intelligence. Sickness and disease is simply the body making a request based upon its needs. It's your body saying, George, hello, listen, stop hey, doing what you've been hey, doing hey. to cause me to signal you in this way. Right. It's not asking for a drug. You can't poison the body into health. You can't take more and more toxic drugs, put them in an already toxic body and expect it to improve. You know, no one has cancer because of a lack of chemotherapy or radiation or tamoxifen. You know, no one has high blood pressure because of a lack of hydrochlorothiazide or verapamil or clonidine. No one has high cholesterol because of a lack of Lipitor or Crestor. You may even have to get a headache every now and then, but it's not because of lack of aspirin. It's because of what you're eating. So if you eat more raw fruits and vegetables, think about it. Okay, since, since this is a Christian show, if we were in the Garden of Eden, what would you eat? Oh, fruits, vegetables, sprouts, nuts, and seeds. Right. Could you get sick over that? Right. No. You want to someone else biblically? You want to someone else biblically? I interrupt, interrupt you. Said that you know when they when you see people in the Bible, they live for four and five and six and seven hundred years. They live for a very long Why? time. Why? And people like this. I'm I'm getting old. I'm a hundred and eighty. You know, people like yeah, they right. live for long periods of time. Yeah. And then now you see how that's just shortening. It's shortening you know I mean? everything. Like, right. And doing that. And so, and so think about it again. When I talk about the acid and alkaline foods and fluids, well, that's what you really want to consume. So when you talk about tips, well, look it up. You can Google acid and alkaline foods and fluids. Right. But see, we kind of leave it there. And my thing is, we don't think about acid thoughts, acid emotions, acid relationships. Right. You can drive an acid distance to an acid job to get acid pay to drive back to an acid household with acid kids. Right. <laughs> but you got to work. That, but that, but that's something you have to that work on. So let's go to mental health real quick because one yeah. of the things is about the different foods and everything is we're also going to be bringing on a guest. Her name is Charlie Brooks, and we're going to kind of go through. She has this little power plate and everything yeah. like that. So we'll we'll hit that. But I want to go. Into, I want to go into the mental. Sure. I want to go into the mental areas right now because you because you said that because you're kind of coming up my alleyway. So one of the things, well, first thing when I get up in the morning is I meditate. And lately I've been doing this. And I've been teaching my kids. By the, you know, I've, I, have, I have twin boys. You know, they're 10. I think you saw them one time. And my daughter that's eight. One of the things is that we do, uh, whenever somebody says something, I say, hit me with an affirmation. Yeah. And then they start saying, 
I'm beautiful. I'm strong. Um, you know, my, I love one, it. you know, my, my, one of mine in college was, I just want to do good on tests. I said, my nickname, I have a photographic memory. My nickname should be Kodak. Yes. Just to get you, you know what I mean? No one, no, by the way, I've heard that everybody has a photographic memory. I guess the problem is we ain't got photographic recall. So, you know what I mean? We like, do. You know, so, so that's why. So let's just talk about mentally just some things that you want to do. And then I'm going to let you know though. I'm coming back at you with the Well, with let's, the let's start with this. Because, because, you know, we always talk about the mind-body connection. And I tell people, no, there's no such thing. The body is the expressed image of the invisible mind. Right. The body is literally the visible barometer of what occurs mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It just always shows up in the body. Right. And in my book, I talk about how a thought goes into the body at the speed of light. Right. You know, a thought goes into the body faster than any vitamin, mineral, herb, or anything that you consume. And so... Your cells, yours, think about it like this. Your hundred trillion cells are constantly eavesdropping on your internal dialogue and your external speech. Right. Your cells are listening to what you're thinking and saying. Right. So, you know, there's a saying that I love. This guy said that the feelings that cannot find its expression in tears may cause other organs to weep. Yes, think about that. One more time. Go ahead. The feeling that cannot find it, its expression in tears may cause other organs to weep. Right. So if you're not getting this emotion out, see, the emotions, the emotions are a byproduct of your thinking, not of your circumstances. Right. You know, people say, oh, I feel bad because this happened or that happened or whatever else happened. No, you feel bad because of what you say about what happened, what you think about what happened. Right. And if you don't get that out of, if you don't express that emotional energy or energy in motion, it may cause other organs to weep. And so even the Bible tells us how to think. What sort of things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report? Think on these things. Right. But we don't. I mean, Paul is redundant. He says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, right. I say rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. But in the middle of a pandemic, yes. Right. And everything gives thanks for this is the will of God. But not for everything, but in everything gives thanks. Why? He's telling us because what we think is always being resonating in our bodies. Right. When we think sad thoughts, depressed thoughts, anxious thoughts, worrisome thoughts, those are acidic thoughts. And they have to be expressed in our physiology. Right. Think about it. When you feel good, when you're happy, how do you feel physiologically? Right. You feel good. Right. Absolutely. So if you feel sad, depressed, anxious, worried, you can actually conjure it up. Right. You can actually I can you can actually look at a movie and start crying. Right. You can actually start <laughs> telling yourself you're cold and be cold. And we do. There's that old there's that old, there's a story I don't even know if it's true about the guy who said he was he was in a refrigerator cart and it said refrigerator cart and it said the temperature on there. They found out that he he went in there to fix it and it broke. Right. But it really wasn't that temperature. It was. And they came in in the morning and he was dead, but it was 70 degrees. It was temperature. But he it was thought so, it was. It's psychological. And the body, the body adapts to what you think about all the time, 24 seven. And if people do that, it's like you can totally train that. And it's, it's like you one trains yourself. And then also we were teaching a series called generational wealth. Yeah. We also want to teach right now generational health. Because I don't even let my children even say certain things anymore like this. They went after the game one time. They, they were playing a little basketball game. They said, at the game, they weren't throwing the ball. They weren't this. I said, I said, son, <laughs> to my daughter, I said, basically, you need to do this. Dribble, pass, shoot, and play defense and rebound. You can control that. You can control score. Don't Absolutely. worry about those things. You see, people, we spend time. Because like, well, why are you talking about your kids in basketball? Simple. 
We spend time worrying about things we can't control. And you worry about things you can't control. Absolutely. And what you control is you control how you feel about things. Yeah. So I came home one day. I told my kids, I said, I laid down a thermostat on the ground. I said, I laid down a thermostat. And then I showed them a temperature. And I said, what's what's this? And they said, this tells you what the temperature is. And I said, what's a thermostat? That adjusts the temperature in the room. And I said, you know what you guys are? Thermostats. Yeah. You adjust the temperature, not that. That's why we start off with biblical affirmations. They know that. That's why you want to have your own biblical affirmations. You want to have at least 10 of them that you start with. And then also ones that you walk in with success and in doing that. But but you're seeing it about that. So they're making a mental decision. Then how does that translate into physical? Like in the, like how well, they do well, think about it. You, you, you can't think one thing and produce another. You can't think sickness and disease and produce health. Right. You can't think poverty and produce wealth. Right. You can't think confusion and produce peace of mind. Right. Your thinking is everything. I mean, even in what Proverbs, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What yes. does that mean? Right. That means you always act like the person you think you are. Right. We're all held hostage to our belief system. You never act outside of your character. We're never other than ourselves. Right. Think of it this. Think of this. This might get you. You always act like the person you think God is. And if we think God is about to hit us over the head because if we do something, you're going to act like it. If you think God brings sickness and disease upon you, you're going to act like it. If you think God doesn't want you well or because you did something wrong, you're going to get some kind of ailment. Right. How I do you fight that? I always call that like spiritual atheism. There are people that will sit down and pray for somebody else and then not believe that for themselves. So, so, so as you know, and everybody, we're made in God's image. Yes. <laughs> and also God, God is not broke. So you don't have to be broke. The Bible says in Philippians 4 and 19 that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. You know what that means? That see, out of his riches and glory, that means he's not looking for nothing to bless you with. He already has it and you're getting blessed. You just have to be a good steward over it. So you got to be a good steward over your finances, a good steward over your time, but then a good steward over your body. You have to do it. It's you. It's it's, it's really the law of sowing and reaping. Exactly. You know, in the 21st century, we call it cause and effect. Right. And so you know, this is what I think Christians do. Christians will plant an apple seed, pray for months for a peach tree, and then when they get an apple tree, they say, oh, that ain't nothing but the devil. Right. Okay. Or, or somebody can smoke, you know, two packs of cigarettes a day and, and later on have lung cancer and say the devil is a lie. No, you you planted that. Right. I mean, if you plant it in water and cultivate it and nourish it, it's going to grow. But we do it to ourselves and we don't know it. You have to change your life. That's why Paul begs us. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, he begs us, you know, I present your body a living sacrifice. I, you know, I language the right. Bible in my own 21st century language. Right. right. He says, what do you do? Don't be body ruled. Don't be ruled by what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. And don't be conformed to the thinking pattern of this culture. Exactly. Because we, we, how much of our culture has been established without any consideration of God? Uh, most of All of it. Yeah. But we grew up in it. So we have to know from the outset that our thinking is diametrically opposed to the things of God. So when we talk about our health, we buy into what the highest medical authority might say. But the highest medical authority at one time say, let's do some bloodletting. Let's bleed these evil spirits out or let's put some leeches on us or whatever. Right. Or let's get some chemotherapy. You know, I, you know, I was on the fire department for 32 years. So, you know, I would take people to the hospital, Cedar sinai to the cancer ward. And if you go into the bathroom on the cancer ward, right above the toilet, there's this big sign that says, if you're on chemotherapy drugs, 
flush the toilet twice. Now, why would that be? Because when you pee and poop out those chemicals and you flush the toilet, you know how the toilet splashes up? Right. Well, you want to flush it twice because the next person will come in and flush it and burn their bottoms. Wow. Yes. You cannot poison a body into health. Listen, if drugs can make an already sick person healthy, then they should make a healthy person even healthier. It's not going to happen. Dr. Brooks, that is so good. Hey, look, we're running out of time. Can we bring you back for another episode? Absolutely. All right. Praise Lord. Family, we hope that you learn today. Um, by the way, in Set for Life, we want to live our life by design, not by default. And we want to be intentional about what we're doing. So this is a blessing, and we're going to bring him back for our next episode. Look forward to seeing you then.